Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. Unbelievable. We are back. We are back. Welcome into the final play with Mikey Clutch. I am your host, Mikey Clutch. Week 5 underway. We had a snooze fest of a game on Thursday night with the Broncos losing to the Colts in overtime by a field goal. The game was, as you can say, very drab. 12-9. That was the final score. All field goals, no touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, you probably fell asleep in that one and could have stayed asleep and just went to bed for the night and not miss anything. Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan look to be at the end of their careers. But we'll get into that. We have our debt-free pick three. We have our game picks for the week, our marquee matchups. And finally, we have a rookie watch underway, our first rookie watch of the season. We'll get into that, but... Back to this Thursday night football game. I don't know. There's not much to break down other than Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. For some reason, everybody over the summer were really high on these two teams. I was not. I was more high on the Colts, yes, because I did think Matt Ryan would be a little better than Carson Wentz. But if you do look at Matt Ryan's last couple years in Atlanta you were actually probably better off with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was, what, 27 touchdowns, 7 picks last year? His best year since, you know, that MVP year in Philly. Obviously, they fell short of the playoffs, losing to the Jags in in Week 18. But, I mean, he looked a lot better than what Matt Ryan was. And behind that offensive line, that was the best offensive line Carson Wentz probably played behind his whole career. And... Now look at what's happening in Washington. He's just he he can't he can't do anything over there because that line stinks. And then on the other side with Russell Wilson, the quarter million dollar man who just can't find the end zone and can't find his receivers wide open. You saw at the end of the game that last play of the game where they went for it, went for the win instead of just kicking a field goal, giving themselves another chance to make a stop behind that defense. They went for it. K.J. Hamler wide open on his right side. He completely doesn't see him, and then he throws the ball in the back of the end zone. It gets batted down, and they lose. And it's just, you saw it in the end of the game as well. They could have ran out the clock or ran it down enough to kick the game-winning field goal in regulation, but Russell Wilson throws an interception to Stephon Gilmer, and it wasn't even, like, Gilmore had amazing coverage. He just he looked, he turned left. He, he, he it was standard coverage on the receiver. He turns left and the ball just finds his arms, and he he intercepts Russell Wilson. So, uh, there's just this Denver team looks awful, and some people still think ah, give it time, but I think we've seen enough. They can't punch the ball in the end zone. They have the worst red zone touchdown efficiency in the league. And it's just not getting better. And I mean that that game could have easily it should have been like twenty eight to third twenty eight to twelve twenty eight to nine. The Broncos just stink. I mean that the offense is so boring. And 
obviously losing Javante Williams for the year is a huge loss in that running game, but I mean, golly, you just you don't want to see that. And Russell Wilson, I'm sorry to say, but hasn't really been all that great. There's a reason why Pete Carroll wanted to move off of him, and we're seeing it. And I'm sure Pete Carroll's doing a, a mini victory lap right now, basically saying, hey, I told you so. And Geno Smith, I mean, who would have thought Geno Smith would look better than Russell Wilson within the first four weeks of the season? And possibly first five weeks, depending on how Seattle's game Seattle uh, plays this weekend. But I mean, it's just it's atrocious. And Russell Wilson wanted out of Seattle. Maybe the relationship with Carroll wasn't that great, but whatever. You had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on your team, and you downgraded for Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Yes, those are great receivers, but there are no DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and we see the deep ball that Russell Wilson was known is known for and he's just not hitting that ball deep anymore he doesn't have the receivers for it Lockett was that shifty speedy guy who, who can burn you deep and then obviously DK who goes up and catches 50 50 balls you know and it's just you see the mistake that Wilson made by getting out of Seattle at least so far right but over to Matt Ryan I think a lot of pressure was put on him, and I mean, Frank Reich's job might be on the line. I don't think it should. He, he's had, what, four different quarterbacks, three different quarterbacks now, and not, it's like he, he's getting worse at the quarterback position. It's 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 tough to watch, this Colts team, and, and they have a solid defense as well. They had a lot of guys missing on Thursday night, and they still won the game, and so... They can at least lean on that. There was no Jonathan Taylor. He kind of is your workhorse on that offense that moves the ball, gets it going downfield, and can kind of create some more play action and some other offense and take the pressure off of the receivers because their receivers aren't the best receivers in the league. They can't really create separation. You got Michael Pickman Jr., who's nice, um, and this young kid who was playing really well, actually, uh, for the Colts in the in the passing game, Pierce, and he he's looked good. He he's looked really good. He's a rookie out of Cincinnati. He was catching a lot of balls his way. He had nine targets for eight catches. So he's starting to become Matt Ryan's favorite target. But some other guys got to get involved here. It's just this offense is just as bad as the Denver offense, and you you got to start putting up some points in a league where. Once you go up against some good competition, you're you're gonna have to start scoring, especially in the playoffs. I get it. Playoffs is where usually where the defense shines, but you still got some high high quality, high scoring offenses in this AFC that you're gonna have to compete with. And I'm sorry when you, when you play the Jags, the Jags offense is gonna put some points up on you. We already saw it. And that defense is gonna make your offense look worse than than it already is. Uh, I mean, i.e. that shutout, 24 nothing against the Jags a couple weeks ago. So both of these teams, high hopes, were supposed to be competing with the division. I, I get it. 2-2-1 two, two and one are the Colts. They're they're right there in first, for first place in their division. I don't think it's going to stay that way. And, and then obviously Denver. I, I think it's KC and the Chargers. Uh, a lot of people are high on the Raiders too and this whole division as a whole, but I, I just I don't see it. I don't see it. it, it Russell Wilson isn't the same player 
you see when he's able to run, I don't know why he, it's always the 49ers that he chooses to take the ball and run on third and short and pick up yards with his legs, like that last drive against the Niners that went for a touchdown and they sealed the game. And it just, he's got to do that in order for the Broncos to have a chance. And he doesn't want to get hit. And we'll get into it when I break down another game later with a similar quarterback who starts off the season running and decides to kind of stick back in the pocket or doesn't like to use his legs as much as the season goes on. But yeah, very boring game. Everybody was basically complaining about it. This is what we're forced to watch on Thursday night. It doesn't get better next Thursday night with the Bears and the Washington Commanders. That's not going to look any better. I mean, we might see more points scored, but again, these those offenses are really bad and the defenses are, you know, mediocre. But moving on, as I mentioned, we have the first rookie watch of the year. Oh, I am so excited. The Mitch Trubisky era already over in Pittsburgh. I'm so excited for Kenny Pickett to get his first start. I know it's against the Buffalo Bills, and he's probably not going to look that great. But one thing that's in his favor, no Jordan Poyer. We already know Micah Hyde's out on injury reserve. So their, their, their secondary for the Bills is still a little banged up. But I'm excited. I, I'm, I really can't wait to see what... Pickett has to offer for this Pittsburgh offense. I think he's going to be a spark for them. He was last week rushing two touchdowns, and I get it. He had three interceptions, but you could easily make an argument that all three of those interceptions weren't his fault. Uh, Chase Claypool could have made a better, I don't know, aggressive move to get that catch uh, down the field. Obviously, there was the one at the end of the game uh, where, where he's just chucking it up there. Somebody's going to pick it, but I, I honestly, he was 10 for 13. So it, look at it, none of his none of his passes hit the ground. Not one of them. He he was 13 for 13 really, uh, completing the ball. But no, I'm excited. He he he's a little bit better. He like I said in in, in about the preseason, seeing him in the preseason, his anticipation is what's gonna propel him to succeed in this league. And that's what Trubisky is not good at. Trubisky likes to hold the ball. He's not sure where to go. And Pickett is just a boom, quick decision. Just like that. He, he, when he sees it open or when he sees his guy making the move to get open, he throws it and gets it in there. And I am expecting, now we're going to get the full scope of George Pickens and, and Pat Fryer move. I think these two in the preseason, again, I know it was preseason, but this was Pickett's favorite targets. And you saw it last week. George Pickens had his best game, and Frymuth had his best game. I think he's going to continue to go to these guys, and then it's going to open some shots downfield for Deontay Johnson. I, I'm really excited for this. I, I know the Bills are a 14-point favorite, but again, Tomlin on the road likes to cover the spread, and these Bills have looked, I mean, uh, I get it. The Pittsburgh defense isn't all that great without TJ Watt and one of their starting corners is going to be out as well. Um, but I, I think that Tomlin can at least scheme up something to limit the Josh Allen led Bills because Josh Allen, I don't know if you've seen that set out there. He, he's accounted for 
every single one of the Bills' touchdowns, whether he's throwing it or running it in, nobody else has a touchdown on their own. And I just, it's not a recipe. It's not a consistent recipe to win games. I think Pittsburgh's offensive line, that's another thing that's kind of a disadvantage to pick it. That offensive line is really bad, and that Bills pass rush we know is really damn good. It's one of the best pass rushes in the league, and that's the only thing. is That might deter some of the good looks that Pickett might have in this game is that pass rush up front for the Bills. But I'm excited. Kenny Pickett is here, finally, the first rookie quarterback taken in the draft, and Gets his first start. Oh, I'm so excited. I cannot I cannot hold my excitement. And I'm not even a Pittsburgh guy, but I, there's just a lot that I saw from Pickett that I liked in the preseason. And I already saw some things. I know it was the Jets again last week, but I, I really liked what I saw against the Jets. And um, they, they could have won that game. Uh, they could have won that game, but it, uh, they just kind of fell flat at the end. But Pickett, hey, it was the juice that they needed. And, and he, he I think it... Listen, Buffalo's playing the Chiefs next week. Could be a potential trap game. Josh Allen came out and said, oh, I didn't even know we were playing the Chiefs. I think that's, you know, he said hand to the Bible, so we're going to have to believe him. But uh, I, this could be a potential trap game. But I don't, I, I can't see Pittsburgh getting blown out 14 by 14 points. But it could very well happen. Like I said, that pass rush to the Bills uh, could be the thing that really locks this game up against that t- terrible uh, and awful Pittsburgh offensive line. Moving on, we got our marquee matchups for Sunday, and then we'll get into our primetime games. But we'll start with the three marquee matchups that I'm looking forward to uh, for this weekend. You got the Miami Dolphins traveling to the New York Jets. I put this on there just because, listen, division game. Uh, Zach Wilson's second start of the season, getting back from that injury that he missed uh, the, the chunk of that preseason. You got no Tua, you got Teddy Bridgewater to start, and you know can this Miami defense stiffen up a little bit because this Miami Jet or this New York Jets team can move the ball, they really can, and they got some good weapons on the outside. When you and Elijah Moore seems to be better when Zach Wilson gets back in there, and then Garrett Wilson. I mean that rookie receiver, he, he's been one of my favorite rookie receivers this year. I know Chris Olave was my favorite out of the draft, but Garrett Wilson's really looked good. Drake London's looked good, but. I expect him to have a, a good game as well against this Miami team. But Teddy B, B look at Teddy Two Gloves. He's going to go out there. He's going to move the ball. This this offense, as far as taking downfield shots, might be better off with Teddy. We saw Thursday night against the Bengals that that throw that ended up being an interception on Tua. If he leads Tyreek by five yards, that, that's a touchdown for sure. So I, I think Bridgewater gives you that downfield threat a little bit better than what Tua has and so I think Miami they should win this game but I think it's gonna be a close one and this should be an actually good game throughout uh, second game I'm gonna look at the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams I don't like either of these teams but you know what Cooper Rush looking to start his career 5-0 and let Dak take his time with rehab let him be 100%. If Cooper Rush can continue to play like he is, no interceptions, um, he's got this team, you know, winning. It's just it's a winning team when he's on the field. The offense kind of runs a little bit smoother. He's taking what what what's given to him, and he's not making those mis- critical mistakes that knocks him out of the games. And then, 
you know, on the other side of things, the Rams coming off that big loss on Monday night against the Niners, and we, we saw that O-line get exposed again like they did in week one. That's 14 sacks, I believe, in, in those two games, on those two primetime games. And um, obviously everybody, with everybody watching primetime, it's a magnifying glass on this team. But I do expect the Rams to bounce back and, and, and win this game. But again, they do face another damn good pass rush with Micah Parsons and, and Dexter Lawrence. I, you got, you're going to have these guys breathing down Stafford's neck. And when all you have is Cooper Cup, and listen, this, this, this secondary is, is dang good too for, for, the, for the Cowboys. And I know the Rams' pass rush is just as good and, and the Dallas line is just as beat up as the Rams' own line. So again, this, this might be one where you're going to want to take the under on. Um, I think it, it it's just going to be a sloppy game in the trenches because uh, these quarterbacks are not going to really be able to do much. But I will say I like the Dallas line better than the Rams line right now. I really do. So um, I, I would just watch out for that one, maybe take the under. It, it, I, I do think the Rams still win. It, you, you like to go by the rule that uh, a good, a well-coached team gets blown out on prime time, they usually come back the next week and, and play well. Uh, we, we saw it with the Tennessee Titans, uh, lo- you know, losing big to the Buffalo Bills, and, and they went out and, and won their game. We, we saw again week one, uh, the Rams lost, but they won week two. So I just, I, I, I always look at that trend, and it always seems to pan out. But I don't think it's going to be that big of a win for the Rams. I, I do think they're just going to squeak it out. And then my last game. Battle of the Birds, Philadelphia Eagles go to Arizona, play the Cardinals. This one, could this be the first loss for the Eagles? And I, I'm not quite sure. I don't think the Eagles have played a quarterback like Kyler so far this year. Kyler does move around a lot. He's really good off script. So that defense, maybe he can wear them out that way. But Arizona really has to try to get the run game going. I don't think they will. Um, they're they're kind of one-dimensional, and, and I think that's why they're predictable on offense. If you get a, rid of a couple guys, um, it, it, you got to let – Kyler, this is what I was speaking about, a, a guy like Russell Wilson. Kyler uses his legs early on in the season, and it works to their benefit. They start off strong, but as the season goes on, Kyler – just stops using that weapon, which is his legs, and kind of takes them out of games. So I think if Kyler can run around, use his legs like a Jalen Hurts, listen, that could be motivation. You see what Jalen Hurts does on the other side, uses his legs. He's not scared to run the ball. He's not afraid of contact. He's a big guy. Maybe that's why, because Jalen Hurts is, he's, he's just, he's stacked. You know, he's got some muscle on him, and he can, he can endure those hits. Kyler, not so much. But yeah, if Kyler, if the Cardinals have any chance of upsetting the Eagles at home, he's going to have to use his legs. But I expect this Philly offense to still roll in, um, in, and get things going because this Cardinals defense isn't really that great. I said it last year, they were a little overrated when they brought all these signings. J.J. Um, Watts towards the end of his career. But uh, I, I, just, I don't see the Cardinals winning this game unless... Kyler, listen, if Kyler runs for 100 yards, um, I, I think that's how Arizona wins this game. That's what I'm going to say about that right now. And we'll move to the primetime games. Sunday night football. The Bengals at Baltimore. Baltimore coming off of that painful loss against the Bills. They had it. 
they were moving the ball just fine in the first half and then couldn't do anything in the second half. That defense was locked, locking down the Bills' offense in, in the first half and then just couldn't get a stop. So I do expect them to bounce back and look good, but this Bengals team, two wins in a row now. They're kind of getting the hang of things. I told you last week I really liked what Burrow was doing, checking it down, taking the short throws, not holding the ball longer, and you saw he didn't get sacked. So if Burrow can play the game like that against this, which is weird, you would think this... I thought this Baltimore defense was going to be amazing this year, especially that secondary with all those pieces. You got Humphrey, Peters, you got Hamilton, the rookie. You, you know, it's just you thought that this team was going to be able to, you know, bounce back from last year with all those injuries, and they just haven't looked any better. Maybe it's the scheme. Um, obviously, Wink Martindale not being there for this defense is crucial, but I do think this Bengals offense is still going to be able to move the ball. Last year, it, these games were not close, and, and Bengals really stomped down on the Baltimore Ravens. I know one of those games I don't think Lamar was playing, um, but I, 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 this might be a shootout, and I'm, I'm here for it because this, this, this might be uh, finally one of the better primetime games we've gotten all year, um, but we'll see. And, and I do like the Bengals in this one just because the rest advantage. Uh, playing on Thursday night, you're getting those couple extra days of rest and couple days of prepare for the Ravens. Let's let, So we're going to go with that right there. And then Monday Night Football, the Raiders at the Chiefs. And this series was not even close. Last year, the Raiders lost by a combined score of 89-23 to against the Chiefs last year. And Casey is, has looked really good this year. Um, the Raiders, not so much, but we'll see how they do. It's a division game. The defense is slightly better, but not much. Um I want to see the Raiders bounce back here. I know they beat the Broncos last week, but I, I want to see the Ra Raiders keep it close. You know, you've been bullied by this team now for how many years? So you got to start being competitive in these games. I know they won, I think, an overtime match two years ago or a close game, but you got to be able to put, put, put some points up against the Chiefs. You know, their defense isn't as good as last year. They don't have Honey Badger back there. They don't have Tyron Matthew. Um, no Traverius Ward. Uh, you still got Frank Clark up up front and Jones, but I, I want to see some fight out of the Raiders this weekend or, or Monday night. They have to come out and they have to they have to at least score twenty four. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Twenty four, maybe thirty, um, to keep it close and have a chance against their division rival, the Chiefs. That's gonna do it for the marquee matchups. We're gonna go into our Game picks, game picks for the week, every matchup. I'll, I'll give a quick, you know, few second breakdown and, and tell you who I like in these games. You can bet on them, do what you want, or just hold me accountable for my picks. All right, we're going to start with that London game, 8.30 a.m. Again, I will ever mention it every time we have a London game. I love these. I get up early. I watch it. Amazing. But we got the New York Giants playing the Green Bay Packers. Packers are favorited. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be close because uh, one thing about the Packers' defense, they can't really stop the run that well. And New York, all they do is run. I mean, all they should do is run, especially with Daniel Jones at your quarterback and not being 100%. And, and Green Bay, look, look at We saw how close the Patriots kept that game with Bailey Zappi. 
Bailey Zappi might be slightly better than Daniel Jones, um, but he doesn't have the legs that Daniel Jones does. Um, The only thing is, uh, Green Bay, they're going to have to lean on their running game. I don't think their young receivers uh, going to London are going to look all that great, all that sharp. It's a weird time zone. Uh, You're probably still jet-lagged. I think they got in Friday or Thursday uh, out there, so we'll see. But I think the Giants are going to keep this one close. I still think Green Bay is going to win, but possibly by a field goal or so. Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo, as I mentioned. um, I don't see this as a 14-point game, but I could be wrong again just because of that pass pass rush for the Bills going up against that front uh, for the Steelers. Um, But I'm going to take Tomlin on the road to cover the 14. I really like what I saw from Pickett even last week. Um, I'm just excited for this team and and those weapons to finally have a quarterback who's going to take some shots downfield. He's not afraid to throw it deep. And without Poyer and Hyde, there's going to be some chances for him to go deep in this one. I, I think Pittsburgh keeps it close. Los Angeles Chargers traveling to the Cleveland Browns. I'm, I'm taking the Chargers on this one. Um, I think Miles Garrett should be back for this for this game. Uh, Keenan Allen's still out, but you get some of your defensive guys back. I know Bosa's still out on injured reserve, um, but I, I like the Chargers in this on the road, Herbert uh, versus Brissett. I, I think that the Chargers' defense can... Kind of make things difficult. I think Amari Cooper's still going to have a decent game. Um, but as long as you can take all the other, the run game away, Nick Chubb, don't let him get going on you, um, then you'll be able to get this get, get this victory. The Bears at the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings. Traveling back. Is it a short week? Not sure. Um, from London last week. The Bears coming off of that, I mean, another snooze fest of a game. But the running game is is what's going to keep it close if they just keep pounding the ball. Uh, the Vikings' rush defense is not good. It's bottom in the league. And if Khalil Herbert and Montgomery, if Montgomery gets the start, I think it's a great one-two punch. It's going to be hard for this Vikings team to slow down the Bears just because, you know, when you have two guys who, who can run the ball and gas you, it's going to wear down the defense, and you can keep rotating them and keeping those legs fresh for the running backs. So I think that's the Bears' best chance to possibly get an upset in Minnesota. I'm still going to stick with the Vikings, but I think it's going to be, a, a again, a field goal game, um, and and we'll see. It's just, can Justin Fields kind of do a little bit more, even though he doesn't have the help that he does on offense? Just stick with the run game, play action pass, and, and, get, and create space for your receivers because they can't create it themselves. Detroit Lions at New England. No DeAndre Swift again. No DJ Chark. Uh, I think Amon St. Brown, he's questionable. If he's in there, I like Detroit's chances because Jamal Williams has been a great back in in the absence of DeAndre Swift. He's just a more downhill runner, and he seems to run the ball better. And this New England defense can give up some yards on the run, but uh, if Mac Jones plays, I think it's, it's the Patriots all the way. Um, but if he doesn't, Bailey Zappi... Yes, this Detroit defense is bad, but with the there might be some blitz blitzing blitzes called on Bailey Zappi, maybe even Mac Jones. Uh, but if Bailey Zappi gets to start, I think Detroit's going to call up some more blitzes, put some pressure on Zappi, and and force him to make errant throws and kind of take the pressure off the defense because you're getting a good rush on him. Um, but I'm going to take New England only if Mac Jones plays. If not, I would take Detroit. Um, I think they're plus three and a half. Yeah, I would go with the points. Um, the Seattle Seahawks at New Orleans. I think Andy Dalton is getting the start again. 
Uh, Alvin Kamara is questionable. You got some key guys on defense missing. I'm going to go with the Saints at home. I, I just don't trust Seattle as much. I know Geno Smith looked really good this year. I mean, he's 102 for 132 on the year, pass attempts and completions. That's 77%. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, I think it's going to be another good game. Uh, it will probably keep it close. I, I just I, I like the Saints roster more than the Seattle roster, and as long as Marshawn Lattimore's there, he's gonna be able to lock down some guys. I know Je- Justin Jefferson made him look bad last week, but Marshawn Lattimore should bounce back. Uh, game I talked about earlier, Miami at New York Jets. I think Miami should win this one, but I would not be surprised if the Jets upset Miami at home. Uh, the the Zach Wilson, he's a deep ball guy. He likes the big plays. Brees Hall's starting to come along. But that Miami offense is just as potent, and they can get you deep. And the New York Jets defense has struggled a little bit. So um, I think this one's going to be uh, – if anything, I would go on the over with this game. Um, but I do like Miami to beat the Jets. Atlanta at Tampa. I got Tampa all the way on this one. Atlanta's too many injuries. You got no Kyle Pitts, no Corderell Patterson. It's going to be a lot of pressure on Marcus Mariota to get things going. Yes, Arthur Smith has called some creative plays and has done a lot for Marcus Mariota, but I think this Tampa defense is going to bounce back after allowing 41 points on, on prime time. They're going to come back and, and, and kind of blow the doors off. Atlanta's Tom Brady is still 7-0 and against against the Falcons in his career, and I think he's going to keep it rolling and go to uh, 8-0. Next game, moving on to the Tennessee Titans at the Washington Commanders. I'm going to take the Titans. I think if you can pound the rock with Derrick Henry, he's starting to get his legs under him, and if you can get to Carson Wentz, he listen. When you get pressure at Carson Wentz, he he he's the worst pocket quarterback in the league. He he gets really flustered easily, and once you throw him off his game, uh, he, he really can't do much to you. But what's gonna keep this game interesting is those weapons on the Commanders and, and this really bad secondary of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, that's the only thing I see. But if Tennessee can kind of control the clock. And run the ball with Henry. I think they can lock it away. But um, if anything, yeah, I, I, this one's going to be close. I, I wouldn't even touch that game. Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans, worst you know team in the league so far. They haven't. They're the only team to not win a game. Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence should bounce back after that bad game last week against the Eagles. Four fumbles. I think he had five turnovers total. And I like the Jags' defense in this spot. I really think they're going to put the pressure on the Texans. They're at home. Uh, I think they're going to be able to come away and lock this victory up. San Francisco 49ers at the Carolina Panthers. That Carolina offensive line against this Niners pass rush. I'm taking the Niners all day. Uh, I think this is a blowout game. Uh, I know it's the West Coast traveling the East Coast, but they're playing at 3 o'clock. So that's a 1 o'clock game for the Niners. And the Niners have actually been really good on these uh, back-to-back East Coast matchups because they play Atlanta next week um, in the last couple years, or at least under Shanahan. Uh, he gets them ready to go. I know. Uh, I think it was last year uh, they played, I want to say they played the Bengals one week, 
um, and, and they stay on the road. They, they don't travel back home. Um, and, and yeah, so they played the bang. Or I for, I forget. I don't want to get it wrong and tell you the wrong thing, but they've been pretty good on these back to back East Coast matchups uh, the past few years uh, under Shanahan. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the Niners in this one and Baker Mayfield. I mean, th- listen, this Niners defense is really damn good. <laughs> They're really damn good. It's so it's so fun to watch. Uh, they're they're all aggressive. They all they're all hard hitters. They like to get at you, and I think it's going to be a rough day for the Carolina Panthers and especially McCaffrey. I, I McCaffrey is, is probably the guy who we're worried about most. But I think if you can hit him hard a couple times, like Fred Warner and Greenlaw, uh, he he's he, he's very injury prone. Uh, he might not want to get back out there and, and take these licks. But um, I'm going to take the Niners big on this one. I mentioned this one, Dallas Cowboys at Los Angeles Rams. The pass rush for the Cowboys, need I say more, against that beat-up offensive line of the Rams. I think Cowboys are going to keep this one close. I'm still going to take the Rams to win, uh, but I, I like this one close. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at Arizona. I'm sticking with the Cardinals, like I, or the Philadelphia Eagles, like I said. And I, 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 it all depends on Kyler's legs. If Kyler can move and run and... Get 100 yards, I think the Cardinals can upset, but will that happen? That is yet to be seen. Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to take the Bengals in this spot. I like Joe Burrow and the weapons on that offense more than the weapons on the Ravens. Lamar should have a bounce-back game after really getting shut out in that second half and, and the Ravens not being able to move the ball. Um, but I, I like I like the Cincinnati Bengals in this spot. The extra couple days to recover and, and get ready and prepare for this game. And I want to see some more Joe Mixon um, and mix up the bat, uh, the play-action pass. Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs at home. You know, we know how good they are at Arrowhead. They're coming off a good victory against the Bucks, And they, they have owned the Raiders these past few years. Um, I think this one, it should be a touchdown game. Uh, maybe Raiders keep it a little closer at the end, get a garbage time touchdown, but I'm going to take the Chiefs at home for this. All right, game picks out of the way. You know what time it is for the picks that matter. Let's make you some money. We don't do anything illegal. Debt free pick three. Look what I found in my pocket. Look, a year's salary right here. What I call them? A fun coupon. This is the Debt Free Pick 3 on the final play with Mikey Clutch. Debt Free Pick 3. Let's get you some money. All right. The first matchup I'm looking at is going to be the New York Giants playing in London against the Green Bay Packers. I think the Giants are going to be able to run the ball, take the ball out of Daniel Jones' hands. He, he's not 100%. You want to keep the ball in, in Saquon Barkley's arms. He's had a hell of a comeback this year. He's probably the comeback player of the year so far. And I think if you can keep this ground game going against the Green Bay Packers, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, you're going to be able to keep this one close and limit the opportunities for that kind of offense that hasn't looked all that thrilling for the Green Bay Packers. So, again, limit those opportunities because they haven't been able to really execute and 
uh, score points really against anybody. Obviously, they, they scored some points uh, against the Patriots, um, but they didn't look all that great either. Second matchup, Dallas Cowboys plus five and a half at Los Angeles. And and might I add, this is probably a home game for the Dallas Cowboys. There are more Cowboys fans in L.A. than there are Rams fans in L.A. So that stadium might actually be rocking for Dallas. And that's another advantage that's going to be in Dallas's favor. That's something I forgot to mention earlier. So watch out for this one. This one I think is going to be close again when you got Micah Parsons and Dexter Lawrence on the other side of the ball. They're going to get some pressure on Stafford. We see what happens when he doesn't have a clean pocket. He's been really bad this year. Leads the league in interceptions with six. I like this Dallas defense in this spot against the Rams. And that Rams defense has kind of looked suspect. They have looked suspect all year. And uh, Jalen Ramsey... Listen, he's had his moments, and it's looking like he's on the downhill. I still love him. He's still my favorite corner in the league. But um, I'm going to take Dallas with the plus 5.5. And, and then Sunday night football, Cincinnati Bengals plus 3.5 on the road to Baltimore. I, I think this one's going to be close. I, I don't think Baltimore wins by a touchdown. or I, I think it's going to be a potentially overtime game uh, where they win by a field goal. But I'm going to take Cincy with the points. I do think they're going to win outright, but I'm going to take Cincy with the points. So that's going to do it. New York Giants plus 8. Dallas Cowboys plus 5.5. Cincinnati Bengals plus 3.5. Let's get back on this winning, winning side. We went 0-3 last week after a strong week 3 with 2-0-1. Let's get back on this winning streak. It seems like I'm flip-flopping every week. I have a winning week, losing week, winning week, losing week. So you know this has to be a winning week. Let's get it done. Let's stack those bank accounts with some more money, baby. But that's going to do it with the final play. I am Mikey Clutch. Oh, let's get ready for some football tomorrow, baby. Enjoy your weekend. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports. It's a way of life.